This episode of the Trek Geeks podcast is brought to you by the Trek Geek Shop. Now you can help support our show and get yourself some cool Star Trek gear at the same time. Check out our line of t-shirts, mugs, hats, and other items for your inner Trek geek at shop.trekgeeks.com. Hi, this is Kipley Brown. Lieutenant Barbara Smith on Star Trek continues. Course plotted for the biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. It's the Trek Geeks podcast with Dan Davidson and Bill Smith. Biggest little show this side of the Alpha Quadrant. Welcome, one and all, to Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. I'm your co-host, Bill Smith, and, well, joining me again, yeah, it's hot, it's humid, it's Dan Davidson. Hey, buddy. Wow. Well, I know I'm hot. <laughs> it is humid, so I guess I'll just take that as, as it is. Thanks. Thanks for that rousing introduction. I'm really glad to be here. <laughs> I can tell you wear it well, much like your new T-shirt for the tricorder transmissions you posted at Twitter earlier. Looking good, Pally. Uh, you gotta, you gotta go with what's going, and right now it is all about shore leave and our good friends over at the tricorder transmissions. I'm loving the swag. Looking forward. That will probably be the only non-Trek geek piece of clothing that I bring to Vegas. Oh no, I'm sorry. Bottles and James T-shirt. <laughs> <laughs> that makes perfect sense. I think yeah. it may be the only non-Trek geek shirt I bring, too. <laughs> the uh, shore leave, not Bartles and James, just to clarify. I might bring one for you anyway. <laughs> well, there's a reason we're talking tricorder transmissions tonight, buddy. What a segue, man. You are, you're smooth, like glass. Yeah, we got a fun, fun conversation. We have our first crossover with both Jeff and Heather from Shore Leave, and we're going to talk a lot about Vegas and what to expect in just two short weeks from when this episode drops. Yeah. I, I feel like we've spent so much time waiting for it, Yeah, and now it's, it's almost here, and it seems like there's not enough time. I'm just so scared that the next two weeks are going to go by so incredibly slow that it's going to feel like a month. Can I tell you, I've started packing already. <laughs> so <have> I. <laughs> um, we are known for starting to pack early. We're going to Disney in September, and my brother and sister and uh, my brother-in-law and sister have already asked if we started packing for the trip. <laughs> it's it's July. <laughs> well, we did tell them no. We haven't actually started for that trip. No, just the other one. <laughs> right. <laughs> Well, Dan, so that people may relate to us whether or not they've started packing for Vegas, why don't you tell them how they can get in touch with us? Okay. Yes, on Twitter, Facebook, and Skype, our handle is Trek Geeks. And uh, as always, you can send us an email to trekgeeks at starfleet.com. 
Also, if you want to call us and leave us a voicemail, you can call 508-784-1701. Or if you want to leave a voicemail through your computer or your mobile device, you can go to speakpipe.com slash trekgeeks. Uh, as always, we invite you to join our official Facebook group, Camp Kittimer. There's lots of great uh, Vegas conversation going on in there right now. We want to hear from you, so go ahead to facebook.com slash groups slash Camp Kittimer, and we will give you special early access to these podcasts, which is always very cool. And please, <clears throat> please remember that any comments or messages you leave with us in any of these places maybe use in a future episode. It's getting a little hot and humid out here, Bill, so I'm going to send it back to the studio. Ha-ha. Thank you, Dan. Always good to take the throwback from you, buddy. Great job. I learned from the best. You took that downtown. That was not you. Oh. Excuse me? <laughs> Nothing. Okay. <laughs> So, Dan, on a more serious note, you know, we've had a lot of great feedback on social media for our various episodes, but last week we got some extra special feedback from someone we had no idea was going to listen to our Timeless episode. Yeah, uh, that was probably the biggest shocker we've had since we started. Um, we talked about Timeless last week and why it's a special episode for me. And uh, or for me, and then uh, the other day we were uh, honored to get a, a tweet from Ensign Kim himself. Garrett Wong tweeted that he loved the episode and would love to hear my story of why it is so important to me. I, I was floored, floored. I it was the last thing I expected. Um, you know, I I suppose we take for granted that once we put these podcasts out into the universe that people will listen, but we never assume that somebody from Star Trek who's an actual cast member is going yeah. to hear them. Yeah. And for, for Garrett to reach out to us and to say, you know, great job and you know, he'd love to to hear your story, I I think was just phenomenal. I'm glad he enjoyed the episode, especially since he was the pivotal character in mm -hmm. that story. And um it, it meant a lot that he would reach out like that. And I think that um, I, I think it's great for you too, and and how candid you were in that episode. Well, thank you. It's it's something that uh, is a part of my history, and I'm at the point now where talking about it actually helps. Uh, it's been a very, um, it was a difficult uh, decade and a half, but uh, we got through it. Um, and I am willing to talk to anybody who wants to hear about it. And I would love to run into him in Vegas. Take a few minutes, shake his hand, thank him for what he said, and, and give him a brief rundown of, of what happened and how he and so many other cast members in Star Trek helped save my life. Well, we will make that happen for you, buddy. All right. Sounds good. Dan, it's time for the news from treknews.net. <laughs> I was not expecting you to do that at all. I think you're lying. No, I really wasn't. Oh, I was, okay. <laughs> no, as we do every time this episode or this show, um, we like to talk about the latest headlines in Star Trek, you know, directly from treknews.net, our first source for Star Trek news. And Dan, up front, you know, Star Trek Beyond opens this week. Mm -hmm. And, uh, so far, 
there have been screenings and there have been lots of positive reviews. Overwhelmingly positive. I mean, I've been reading some of them and I'm like, man, if, if half of this review holds up, it's going to be an incredible, incredible two hours. Uh, the reviews have been just spectacular. I got to give a big shout out to Enterprise Extra on Twitter because he did a fantastic interview recently. Um, but everywhere we've looked, I really have not run across anything that has been bad. Looking at its Rotten Tomatoes score right now before it opens, it's at 91%. Wow. I had not known that. There are 30 fresh reviews and three rotten. Huh. Interesting. That's uh, that's fantastic. One of the things that I like most about many of the reviews that I've read is that this is true to the original series core, and that's what we've been waiting for for so long. You know, I said several weeks ago, I think that this could be the Star Trek movie I've waited my whole life for. Mm -hmm. And so far, based on Jim Morehouse's review on Trek Core and a number of others, I have a feeling that that prediction of mine could be spot on. Yeah. Um, It's amazing. The movie hasn't even been released yet, and it's getting great uh, reviews and, and looks like good things are happening as a result. And speaking of which, the movie's not even out yet, and a fourth Kelvin timeline Star Trek movie has been confirmed by Paramount. Yeah, I was very excited about this. We heard last week during um, the press uh, junket that everybody was going on, J.J. mentioned, J.J. Abrams mentioned that they were going to be doing a fourth one. But, you know, it hadn't been announced by Paramount that that was going to be the case. They have confirmed that Star Trek Four is going to happen. Um, Chris Hemsworth is going to return as Kirk's father. As people remember, he was in the first movie and he sacrificed himself. Uh, He's going to be back. And according to what they're saying, they're going to be side by side. Chris Pine as Kirk and Chris Helmsworth as Kirk's father, who died. Which which makes me wonder a number of different things. Is it the kind of movie that sets the timeline straight and we're able to go back to prime? Is it a mirror thing? Yeah. Because that would be interesting. Oh, my God. There's so many possibilities. Um, uh, there are a lot of great information for something that has not even been released yet. They've already saying that uh, J.D. Payne and Patrick McKay are going to write the screenplay. J.J. Abrams and Lindsay Weber will produce through Bad Robot. And David Ellison and Dana Goldberg of Skydance will executive produce the film. So they've already got stuff lined up. There's no word yet if Justin Lin is going to return as the director. Um, I'm sure that will be coming out, I would expect, fairly soon, um, especially if, the, if, if what we're expecting for what Beyond is going to do comes true. But that, this is just huge, huge news to have another one in the works before this one has even hit. Paramount's got to be thinking that this is going to be a home run. Well, and... Payne and McKay are, are, are co-writing this, and they were the two that were working with Bob Orsi on the script for the third movie, which eventually became Simon Pegg and, and Doug Young. So I'm hoping, and of course we haven't seen it yet, uh, but I'm hoping if, if Beyond is as good as people are saying that Pegg, if he wants to, will also be involved because he did a lot of the rewrite for this new movie coming out this week, and uh, uh, he has a lot. He's got a lot of Trek knowledge, so it'll be good if he is involved as well. I agree, Dan. Speaking of new Star Trek, there is new series news on a couple of fronts. Yeah, there is. Do you like? Uh, do you like walk 
you like Walking Dead. Well, no, you don't like Walking Dead, do you? I don't anymore. Yeah, it's kind of gone uh, out of its way for you, so to speak. It, it does, but you know, early on, I was a big fan. Yeah. Did you ever like the Talking Dead, the talk show afterwards? Uh, for the most part, every now and then it would get tedious, but yep. yeah, I enjoyed it. It's kind of cool. A lot of shows are doing that now. I know Sons of Anarchy did it. Well, guess what, folks? It looks like Star Trek might be doing it also. There is, uh, There are rumors that there's going to be a Talking Dead-style discussion after every episode uh, when it airs in January. Um, it's not confirmed yet, uh, but... Uh, a recap-focused series, which would uh, air after each episode of Brian Fuller's new show, is uh, being discussed. So I think that would be very cool. And I'll tell you right now, I'm going to put it right out there for you, Bill. If Paramount wants to give you and I a call to possibly be the host for this show, I will right now say that I will do it. Will you do it? <laughs> I-, I will have CBS calls because they're doing it. Oh, did I say Paramount? I meant yeah. CBS. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> CBS does, yes. Um, I... I- <laughs> I would do it, I think. You think? You know, there's a there's a certain freedom that comes in doing a podcast that's not tied to the mothership. Uh, if something is good, point. we can say so. But if something is not good, we can good. say so. That's a good point. Yep. They, so. Every episode, no matter if it's if it's Miri Part Two. Uh, on the new series is going to get five stars from somewhere. Right. We've had some inquiries recently as to how we're going to treat episodes of the podcast for the new series. And we haven't quite figured that out. So I guess it's time to start thinking about it because January is coming, man. Well, I'll tell you what, you let me know as executive producer and I will just follow your lead. (laughs) That would be first. (laughs) And Dan, lastly, uh, in new series news, it yeah. looks like international distribution has been nailed down finally. And it's been nailed down in a big way. I thought this was extremely interesting news. This just came out today as we record um, that Netflix is going to stream the new series. They were in discussion to actually have the new series, and CBS said, why? We can do it ourselves. But Netflix is going to stream the new series uh, in 188 countries uh and they say that it will be available within 24 hours of the episode airing on cbs all access uh so that's pretty cool and in addition they've also confirmed that all the previous episodes from all the series will be available on netflix for those who want to continue to watch all the uh past incarnations of star trek i think that's fantastic you know us the u.s and canada still have to deal with the the already announced methods that they will use uh, which i know has some fans up in arms, of course. But I think this is great for the, the international countries that have been wondering for a while now how they're going to be able to see the show. Right. Yeah, and it's good that they finally nailed it down, and, uh, and uh, we'll have Star Trek in, uh, in many places around this planet. So, Dan, one other place you had some Star Trek recently was in your mailbox because your new Blu-ray for Wrath of Khan finally arrived. Yeah, it arrived really fast. I got the envelope, uh, oh gosh, not too long ago, but on the 13th of July, just a few days ago, I got home from work as my dogs go crazy out here. (laughs) Somebody decided to pull up in my driveway, and they don't like that too much. Um, But uh, on the 13th, I got the the new Star Trek II director's cut with the corrected scene. I got my envelope, I think the day after you got your Blu-ray. 
and I sent my thing back, and I haven't gotten my new disc yet. So I'm going to kill my dogs. Ah. <laughs> They're fine. They're they, just they being like dogs. being on. They like being on the podcast. I- <laughs> <laughs> They're singing us the song of their people. That's right. They want to be in their own episode. <laughs> and uh, lastly, you got yourself a brand new toy, my friend. Oh, this is great. Yes, my Mega Block Star Trek Enterprise arrived last week in its suitcase. I might add. 3,094 pieces. It's gargantuan. It is huge. The box is huge. The marketing on this thing, whoever designed the box, did a fantastic job. It is glorious. It is packed beautifully. The uh, instruction manual for this gargantuan enterprise is huge. Uh, it's going to take me a long time, and I am going to savor every moment of it. I am not going to rush through that thing at all. Thank God there are plenty of pictures because I know you, and you can't read. Uh, that doesn't matter <laughs> because there are plenty of pictures. <laughs> so have you started to put it together yet? No, I have not. I've actually decided that I'm going to wait. Uh, my youngest daughter leaves for college uh, next week. And my wife will be driving her down to Florida, and I won't be going because we're going to be heading out to Vegas before they get back. So I have told her that she can rest assured I will be home every night because I will be working on my enterprise. So, Bill, we've uh, we've talked a lot about our good friends over at the Tricorder Transmissions and Shore Leave and all the other fun stuff that they go uh, and do over there, correct? We have indeed. Not only is it Adam Drosen's favorite podcast, it's also one of ours. It is. And, I, you know, we're moving up the chain with Adam. I think we're like number 37 right now, but we'll get to that later on. We've got a special uh, treat for the listeners tonight. Um, from the Shore Leave uh, podcast, we have Heather Barker and Jeff Hewlett joining us to talk Star Trek Las Vegas convention. I'm so excited, guys. I'm on my favorite podcast. <laughs> for real, or are you being Adam? No, for real. You guys uh, know this by now. Well, we are, we are thrilled to have you both on. Jeff, how are things going over there? Things are going pretty well. It is blistering hot and sweltering here in New Jersey. But 92 degrees, mm-hmm. a little bit on the warm side, and I, I'm I'm feeling educated today. I didn't know Heather's favorite podcast wasn't her own. <laughs> wow, Don't do that. That would, be, that would be quite narcissistic. Well, it's okay because Dan doesn't listen to his own podcast, so just ask Fark. He knows. Yeah, Fark doesn't really know much. But he does know that, so that's good. That's We're going to have a great time tonight. We're going to be talking Vegas. We're going to talk a, a lot of uh, a lot of great things. Um, we're so happy that you both could join us for the first time together uh, on Trek Geeks. Um, but we want to hear from you guys a little bit about Shore Leave um, and how it all began for for you. Uh-huh. Um, so, uh, can you guys give us a little bit of history about how that all started? Wow. You want me to go, Heather, or you want to yeah, go? Yeah, you, you go. I'll pop in. Oh, geez. Okay. So, wow. Um, so back at the convention last year in 2015, um, I was kind of meandering around the first night of the convention flying solo, and um, I started talking on Twitter to 
uh, Jim Morehouse, uh, Enterprise Extra on Twitter. I know you guys are familiar with Jim. Oh, yes. Uh, he's a fantastic, fantastic guy and um, a lot of fun to talk to, a lot of fun to follow if anybody's looking for some fun Trek guys to follow on Twitter. And, um, you know, he, I was hanging out with him and we went over to the Masquerade Bar and wound up meeting a couple of other people, Heather being one of them. And over the course of the convention, Heather and I got to be friendly. And uh, after the convention was over, we, on the Tricorder Transmissions, usually do these um, convention wrap-up episodes. We usually do like a two- or a three-parter, just bringing on people we met at the convention, friends who were there. So Five-Year Mission is usually on those. And, uh, you know, Larry Nemechek and a few other people. And uh, we reached out to Heather and uh, had her come on the show, and we had a lot of fun talking to her, and she wound up coming on a few other episodes after that, uh, just to chime in about STLV and some other Trek-related topics, and then she suggested to me that she wanted to do a podcast episode. I think it was just a kind of an episode suggestion at the time. I don't think we necessarily considered an entire series right at first, though it turned into one, uh, about like a convention 101 sort of thing for people who were kind of new to conventions or who were going to be planning to go for the 50th because it's going to be a very big year this year. And um, that kind of blossomed, I think, into the shore leave concept that we started in January of this year. And we're about to release our ninth episode. And it's been so well received. And Heather has evolved into this incredible co-host. <laughs> uh, and if you've listened to the episodes and you realize that how, uh, how much of a natural she is at this stuff. So it's been a really fun time. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's been a, a fun journey. We've had a lot of really fun people on and you know what, I'll shut up and let Heather tell her <laughs> side of it at this point. But Heather, before you jump in, I do have to say of, of what you just said, Jeff, here's what I took away from it. The most mm-hmm. you were at a bar talking and Larry Nemechik was there and you were actually able to get a word in. <laughs> actually that's a whole nother story that i i've actually told on shore leave and I, I told it on the episode that larry nemechek was on yes. but yeah the, i'll be happy to talk about that later but i, I want to give heather a chance to uh, tell her side of the the shore leave evolution story absolutely yeah so you know i love stlv i've been going since 2009 um my life has changed over the past many years that I've been going. It's, it's evolved and my experiences at STLV have evolved with it. And I, I admin the unofficial, uh, Las Vegas convention or Star Trek. This is terrible. Let me just start over. <laughs> the unofficial Star Trek Las Vegas Facebook group. There we go. Um, and so we get a ton of newbie questions all year long. And I thought, well, why don't we just bring that on air and have something that people can listen to and talk about the various subjects and then kind of talk about the different um, developments throughout the year? Because I don't do this anymore. But when I first started going, I would check the creation's website every day every day go back and see who's updated scroll through all the names who's the next guest what's going on what what information did they release today and there really aren't any other podcasts um that talk about the convention much aside from one episode here or there so jeff was open to the idea and now here we are and i am just beyond grateful and flattered and um just so happy that everyone has been very receptive and supportive people buy our t-shirts <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
it just blows my mind. Um, it's it's one of the best things I've ever done in my life. And I, I hope, yes, Jeff. And so having sweet. having Jeff as my co-host um, <laughs> is just, we we didn't know each other a year ago. Nope. I mean, we we really just met at last year's convention. We went to, had some meals together, I guess, and hung out at the bar. And, um, you know, by the time that we left, I was like, oh, okay, I have a new friend. I never expected Shirley to come out of the friendship or for our friendship to develop in the way that it has. And I could not find a better host. Um, lots huh. of, lots of feel good here. Wow. Uh, <laughs> I wish I had the same type of feeling for my <laughs> podcast partner. Wow. Bill? Really? <laughs> <laughs> you know, I think the, I think the thing that strikes me about podcasting since Dan and I have gotten into it, and keep in mind, we've known each other for 20 years, mm -hmm. is that it, it really does create a whole new depth to your friendship. And it's fascinating it to me, really, that you guys essentially have really only known each other for a year, for all mm -hmm. intents and purposes. Mm -hmm. That really kind of yeah. blows my mind. But, you know, it's funny, over the course of the year... Um, you know, and, and granted, we've only been doing shore leave for, for six months of that year. Right. And, but throughout that whole time, I mean, we, we, we talk over IM quite a bit and we've gotten to know each other and we strange, it, it's one of those really strange serendipitous things where you kind of meet somebody who you have just a million things personally in common with. And it's one of those almost every time you have a conversation, it's one of those aha moments where like, Oh my God, you too. Right. No way. Really? You too. And it's just, it's it just one after another. And just, we've just become a, a really good friends. And I think that really helps the show to be as really, uh, as fun and great as it is to do. And in fact, I think our latest guest on the show that's just about to come out made a remark that, um, <laughs> she thought that by talking to us, she thought that we'd known each other for years. It yep. comes across that way, which is, which is such a positive thing with a podcast. It, I did not know that and that you had only known each other since last year. It, it doesn't sound like that. And that's a, a big, uh, a big compliment to the two of you guys. Well, thanks. I'm glad to hear that. <laughs> so with all the episodes of Shore Leave you've done so far and with the new one coming out, you guys have heard a lot of first con stories, mm -hmm. which is a segment both Dan and I have participated in. Do you have a favorite story so far? Ooh, you you go first, Heather. Oh gosh, you're gonna put me on the spot. That's what we I do. I can go first if you want. Go go first because I've got to think. All right. So this is. Um, I want to preface this by saying this is not a slight to anybody else's first con story Certainly. because everybody's first con story has been just wonderful to listen to, and I I've been absolutely flattered that they've come on the show and told them. But I think if I had to pick one that really impacted me it was the very first one from the very first shore leave with uh, gerardo Giannis. if you haven't listened to that it is just a wonderful story so he he's a really young guy he was i think he was 19 or 20 at the convention last year it was his first con and uh at, in 2015 and he told this wonderful story about how um you know he he had experienced a lot of bullying in his younger years and um you know he had made up the courage and wound up finding a way to get to the convention thanks to Jim Morehouse who helped him get there and he actually wound up striking up a friendship with Chase Masterson oh, at wow. the convention by telling his story to her at the table and they became friendly and she wound up actually taking him 
out one night and taking him to some sort of a movie premiere. I forget which what what it was, but he had a wonderful, wonderful time and they struck up this great friendship. And it just it it stood out to me as a one of those STLV uh, miracles that seems to happen to so many people. Everybody seems to have a story of something amazing that happened to them at the convention. But and it, it really helped boost his self-confidence and it helped him develop as a person. And I think that's a just a wonderful way to express what the power of STLV can be. Um, and I'm really looking forward to seeing him. He's going to be back at the convention again this year. And um, I encourage you guys to, to meet him too. He's a, he's a great kid. So go ahead. <laughs> no, his, his story was great. I'm going to be terribly narcissistic for a moment in a way. Um, because my, my favorite story is Claire's story. Aww. <laughs> and it's, it's because it's, it's our story in a way. And I'm going to try not to cry. <laughs> um, but uh, people who have listened to our show have heard heard her story. Um, they've heard me talk about it time and time again. But I think that it, it brings a good perspective on going to conventions alone, which seems to come up often in the group. And people are very anxious about what they're going to experience. They're not sure about coming alone. Um, Claire does a lot of traveling on her own. She's incredibly independent. Um, so coming to the Star Trek convention on her own, was not intimidating, really. She knew that she was going to be among like-minded friends and that she would probably, you know, leave with friends by the end of the convention. And we we were in line together checking into the Rio. She was behind me, and I kind of overheard her conversation with someone else. And I, I don't remember what it was about, but I enjoyed whatever they were saying. So I turned around and kind of joined in, and it became very apparent in like the 30 minutes that we talked that um, I liked her a lot. She was a cool person. And so I said, well, I'm here by myself as well. What do you think about getting rooms close to each other so that we can kind of hang out? And that was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Um, wow. It was awesome for me because I got to introduce her to STLV because it was her first time. And she got to have all of these incredible experiences um, that I got to watch. And it's uh, her first con was just so much fun because it, it, I got to be there. Um, and so her story and our story is my favorite. <laughs> That's so cool. That's very awesome. That's awesome. And she's she's so much fun. And I got to say, the thing that struck me the first time that we met, last year because last year was my first con was her cosplay with the game yeah. device which is so um important right now with this pokemon yeah. go thing going on <laughs> so relevant <laughs> i think about that every single time and you know what is what is this the eighth year i've gone i've never seen anyone do that as a cosplay yeah. and that's like in my top five all time that's because awesome. it's Definitely. so simple to do and it was just so unique everybody knew what it was they loved it um, she always has really great cosplay. That's awesome. So to both of you, but I'll ask, I'll start with Heather. So as we record tonight, STLV is what? Three weeks, two weeks out. That's yes, the exact time. Less 20, than three weeks. Well, 19 days on my side till pre-registration, but it would be 20 days until the actual start date of the convention. So basic, just blunt question. Are you ready? 
<laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Um, I have one, two, three, four pairs of boots out already. My cheer fleet palms, um, some of my pride cosplay. I am not a hundred percent ready packing wise, but I am beyond ready. Um, enthusiastically <laughs> wise, which is not a word. I'm so excited guys because Every year that I go, the convention has gotten better and better. Um, last year was a difficult year for me. I had some personal stuff going on. I had some pain issues going on. And the first couple of days of the convention, I was like, I don't think I want to come back next year. Oh, wow. Coming, coming out of, <laughs> I would never say that. Like, it's so weird coming for me to say that. Um, some of my friends just felt kind of, it was a weird vibe the first few days. And then... Something changed and we started hanging out with a smaller group of people, people that we felt really comfortable with. Um, the five year mission, we were hanging out with them at night and our little family just kind of got this glue binding us. Something happened and it all changed. Mm -hmm. Um, having those little family unions units is just so important i think and when you've got them cherish them because the fact that those last few days turned out to be incredible i got to spend some time with you guys i got to spend time with the band i got to spend time with jeff i got to spend time with all of my super close friends and it wound up ending better than any other convention oh, wow. <laughs> like any other year like it, even though it started off rocky it still turned off turned out pretty you know really awesome and yeah. this year i'm a little intimidated because i there are so many new people like yeah. despite everybody being upset about the it, have, it being sold out um and a lot of people who have come every year are not able to go or they might be doing the you know hallway con type thing they don't have tickets but there are so many new people who have never been and that's so exciting for me because they get to experience this mm-hmm um, so I, I want to meet all these new people. I've got people in the group that they're appreciative of, we try to make a really safe environment in the group. Um, it's a little different from other Star Trek Facebook groups. I, I don't like any bullying. I just don't like a lot of negativity. I want it to be a positive, safe place for all of my friends. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are really grateful for that and have said, you know, I, I want to come say hi to you. I want to see you. So I, I want to make a point to see those people. And now I have a podcast. <laughs> um, I told Jeff, be prepared. Like you might get sick of me because we together. Not possible. <laughs> <laughs> like my, my goal, you know, is, is to spend time with Jeff and to promote shore leave. And then I've got just all of my Trek family that I want to see. And I'm like, how am I going to do this even with an extra day? Right. Like, how am I going to go to all the meet and greets and meet all these people? And I've, um, I initiated a, a pride cosplay because I felt that was something important that I wanted to do was to show, to show my, my LGBT family that, that we are there. We have a presence and that people love us. Mm -hmm. Um, Sorry, <laughs> emotional. So there's just so much going on. And so I'm a little, I'm a little intimidated by that. But I think that this year is just going to blow every other year out of the water. That's awesome. Jeff, you ready, man? Hell yeah, I'm ready. <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm absolutely ready. I've got, um, 
we've got all sorts of great shore leave materials that we're bringing with us. Um, I am, I've got five shore leave shirts, one for every single day. So (laughs) I am ready to go. I've got a nice shotgun mic for my phone that I'll be doing some interviews with people with. And, uh, we got some great stuff lined up. So I am ready to go, uh, ready to see all of my friends again. And it sounds really weird to say this, but to, to meet you guys, even yeah. though we were at the convention last year together and somehow magically we I have didn't. I no idea meet. how this happened. How did that happen? Bill I don't Bill get it. Hiding. Bill was hiding. We, uh, yeah. I think we just missed each other like seven different times. At least. So you guys must have been out eating burgers or something. <laughs> <laughs> That's this year for sure. Oh yeah, yeah. I forgot. Sorry about that. But yeah, no, it, it's, it's going to be nice because we have, um, we have so many people that we've had on shore leave that uh, I, I've never met personally, and they're all going to be there, and I cannot wait to, to see each and every one of them in person and, and talk to them. So it, it's just going to – I have a feeling that it's going to be an incredible convention. And, you know, Heather said a, a lot of things about last year's convention, and uh, I'm sure there's many more things that we could say. But, um, you know, walking out of that convention that last night, uh, making the long trudge back to my car was uh, probably one of the most depressing things I've ever had to do in my life because I just didn't, I, I couldn't believe that that incredible experience in my life was over. And I'm looking forward to recapturing that this it, year. It's funny that you say that. And Heather mentioned something a moment ago. Last year was my first, <laughs> but this year it's my first of getting back there to see everybody. And that's more exciting mm-hmm. to me right now than yep. my first experience last year you know it's funny dan you said it, it the what 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 so many of our guests on shore leave have said was the second conventions for them were where yeah. the magic started to happen yeah. so they go for the first time they're in there they're going to see the celebs they're doing their photo ops they're doing their panels and all this others they get swept up in the con itself and then the next year it's like okay i've done this stuff before mm-hmm. maybe i want to see one or two people Maybe I'm interested in a couple panels, but man, I want to see all these people again. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Yep. Amen. I know that my first year was really overwhelming, and that's back when it was at the Hilton. So Uh I can only imagine what this year is going to be like with it being a sellout and a maximum amount of people for like five straight days. Insane. So for people like Dan and I who have never been there for pre-registration, what happens? Eh. <laughs> it's not that eventful. Really? <laughs> it's, it's, it's really easy. You kind of just walk up to the desk and you, you give them your little printout from creation and they give you your stuff and you, you walk on. Um, that's been my experience. Heather, have you experienced anything different? Well, yeah. Um, so the, the pre-registration, <laughs> sorry, the pre-registration, um, the, the way it works, they have it staggered, um, throughout the night. So it starts with the gold ticket holders and they line up at like three o'clock, four o'clock. Wow. Um, really early. You'll see a line. Like if you go, we try to venture down to the convention area just to see what's going on, see, you know, which friends are down there. And there's always a line. And I'm like, don't let that line intimidate you because once that line opens, it moves really quickly. Um, and if you're gold, if you want to go hang out, sure. Why not? <laughs> um, but so they, I, <laughs> They have the gold people, and then I guess maybe they do that for like an hour. I've I've gone as captain's chair and as general admission. Um, so usually, what happens is that 
I'd say around maybe eight o'clock, people start gathering at the masquerade bar. Mm-hmm. And so we're all hanging out there. And then we might look at our watch and be like, oh, we should be able to go get our, our get our wristband and everything. So Claire and I will walk down and yeah, you just give them your ticket and they give you um, generally as long as you're a five day ticket holder, you will get a lanyard with a little placard um, that says what level ticket you are. Mm-hmm. If you have a reserved seat, you put down your aisle number and your seat number. Um, and then you have access to the convention hallways in the vendor's room. So I know that I will be there on that night because we've talked to so many vendors on the show. We're going to go by and make sure that we introduce ourselves <laughs> um, to those who we haven't met and just give great big hugs to the ones that we have. I like it because the vendor's room is is not that busy right. on pre-registration night. So you can do a nice walkthrough and get an idea of what's going on. Sometimes not all of the vendors are there yet. Um, they might show up the next morning, but it's it's a nice time to just take a leisurely walk and see what's there. Get yourself acquainted with the layout of the room. And then everybody goes back to Masquerade Bar, and then we're there until 4 a.m. Nice. You actually, <laughs> you actually answered one of my questions: Is what time am I going to have to pick up my drink and walk toward the convention area? So, <laughs> yeah, it's whenever you feel like peeling yourself away. I think, <laughs> I think the general admission it's usually open to them by like nine. Okay. Um, but it depends. And sometimes if you see like a, a gold person or a captain's chair, you can say like, Oh, Hey, have you been down? Well, obviously they've been down there, but did you go to the vendor's room? How's the line? Um, I often just get very caught up in talking with my friends that, that first night. Oh, this is, it's bad guys. I, I don't drink a lot at home. I'm from the beautiful state of Colorado where we have wonderful craft beer and I love it. Um, I might have, a beer a night maybe which is a lot to some people but anyway i you're so excited when you're there and then when you're at the bar and you've got here's this friend hands you a drink and that friend hands you a drink and then you go up to like a, a room party of a gathering of friends and there's more drinks it's always the first night that i just i'm so excited to see everybody i don't pay attention to what i'm doing and <laughs> I guys, I'm not an alcoholic, but like the last, the last two years, I have woken up so sick the next day. So please drink water, everybody, and try to keep track of what you're doing. Um, and not everybody goes to the bar. There are, there are other bars, there are restaurants, there are other places that people gather. Um, it's just generally, you'll see a big crowd at the masquerade every night. And that's just where we wind up, wind up because it's familiar and people know to go there. Um, but for me, it's just such an exciting night because you're, you're so elated, um, from seeing everyone. And it's not just like, Oh, here's your five best friends. It's like, here's 500 of your best (laughs) friends. Right. That's awesome. Yeah. It's, we will see you there. That's right. Yes. (laughs) Heather, one of the things that you actually talked about this week on shore leave, um, was the whole episode was pretty much, um, dedicated to cosplay and you had an amazing conversation with everyone that was on the show with how to deal with harassment situations. Um, and you also were talking about the cosplay does not mean consent movement. 
which I think is is just wonderful. Can you give our listeners a breakdown of what that's all about and your personal thoughts uh, on cosplay and, and how important it is in the Star Trek universe? I will try my best. <laughs> okay, I, I love cosplay. It's a lot of fun. I know I'm 35, but I get to dress up like all my favorite Star Trek characters and beyond. I go to other conventions and I like to cosplay there. It's a fun way to just enjoy yourself. Um, it's a lot of fun to make the costumes. I've only made one so far because my sewing skills are not quite up to par. They will be next year, everybody. Watch out. Um, a lot of people at the convention dress up in cosplay, and it's a variety. I mean, it's anything you can imagine is there. Everybody, it doesn't matter if you're male or female, I have heard so many stories about being harassed in one way or another. Mm -hmm. um, we would like to believe that everyone is respectful <laughs> and that people aren't going to come up and touch you um, it's just not common sense for everybody. Right. So it's really important to me that people understand that you should just keep your hands off. Um, it's, it's really tough guys. I've dealt with harassment my entire life. Um, and so when I've gone to the convention given, I don't hear horror stories like I do from some of the, like the big comic cons, um, Star Trek fans seem to be a bit more mature. Yep. Um, but I have stood in a room and seen one of my friends dressed as, um, a character from TOS and she had her, it was like an open back costume. And this guy reached around and touched her back. And I just wanted to run up there and grab his hand and pull it off of her because it's not an invitation. Mm -hmm. And I don't really know why people think that it is. So cosplay is not consent. It's just basically saying just because I dress up in a costume does not mean I'm inviting you to touch my body in any way. Um, it's also not an invitation to come up and ask me out. And I just, I don't get why this stuff happens, but it does. It happens to women. It happens to men. Um, Eric Allen Hall told us a little bit about one of the experiences he had. I've heard about experiences from other men. Um, so what I, what I basically said was if you want a photo with somebody, ask. If you're going to stand next to that person, you don't need to touch them. Mm -hmm. If you're going to put your arm behind them, just do the air arm. You know, you, you don't have to come in contact with their body ever at all. It's really cool. Like with some of the board costumes, the detail that goes into them. If you feel like you want to touch something, like to, to feel a texture of an outfit, mm -hmm. always ask. Right. We had a thread in the group talking about. I guess it was our short where we posted the short leave episode and people were giving feedback. And, um, one of our friends like made a little sign. I was really shocked to find out that creation. I know that they've, I've never seen anything that, that has that message. Um, cosplay is not consent is kind of a movement in and of itself. And then all of the conventions seem to be on board with supporting that movement mm -hmm. and putting up signs that just have, you know, the the basic rules of the convention, how to approach other people and do not harass other other cosplayers. Because this this harassment can even be somebody who's in a, a gender bent costume. Sure. Um, or somebody who's whose cosplay maybe 
you know, it's the first one they've ever made. It's not super high quality. And I've heard about people getting bullied and made fun of because of that. That's harassment too. So it's not just sexual. Mm -hmm. Um, Creation does not have any signage during the convention that is equivalent to cosplay is not consent or do not harass cosplayers. Interesting. Yeah. I was really shocked because pretty much every convention out there is on board with this. Um, so one of my friends, Julie, made a little sign and it's, it's kind of specific to having your photo taken and just if you want a photo with somebody, you should ask. Um, and all of our cosplayers at the convention are really open to photos. We like having our photo taken for the most part. Mm-hmm. Um, we're happy to pose unless we're, you know, busy running off to a panel or whatever, going to the bathroom. Um, so she's gonna, she's gonna bring those and put them up herself. <laughs> And several other people have joined into that movement of let's just put them up. If creation wants to take them down, that's fine. But um, I sent them an email and said, you know, why, what is your policy? Like, where is your policy? And it's on their website under the supernatural conventions website. (laughs) So it's not even under the STLV website and it's on the website. I mean, who reads the website guys? I, um, that's amazing. I, w- I would think that that would be just such bad PR for them if they were to take something like that down, if it was put up by people that have genuine concerns and have experiences, whether positive or negative. Yeah. And I don't, I think part of it is that we don't really give that feedback. As far as I know, there has, hasn't been any major issue where something super eventful happens and creation had to be told about it. I am sure that people have addressed it with creation privately. Um, but I, I think that creation just probably doesn't feel there's a need for it. Right. Um, but I experience it. My friends experience it. I've heard so many stories, even to the point now that one of my friends is not doing any cosplay at all because of the stress that it causes. Wow. She does not want to be followed around by people. And, you know, people may not have bad intentions, um, but they're, this, this strange, like, stalking behavior starts mm-hmm. where, where you get followed around and it's, you know, the convention is big, but it's not huge. Um, right. and so this, you know, it happens. And I really wish that creation would take it a bit more seriously. And so we're going to put up these signs. And that's why I wanted to do the cosplay episode and to just put that out there. Um, be respectful of everybody. Don't touch people because that's really a big part of it. I feel like there's just a lot of unwanted physical um, activity right. too. Right. And so I hope everybody takes it to heart. I hope that the people who are supportive email creation and, you know, I may even bring like a paper petition. Oh, cool. Because they, they just blew me off. I mean, they wrote back and here it is. And then I said, well, we, I, yeah. I would love to see more of a presence. And they, they haven't even responded wow. to that email. Um, That's a shame. Well, it's good that somebody like you and, and others that are involved in it are going to keep it in the forefront. That's, that's pretty awesome. It was a great conversation for those, uh, folks that haven't listened to this week's episode of Shore Leave. It's a great, great conversation. Um, Jeff, do you do any cosplay of any kind? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> uh, you hear Heather laughing. Uh, up until this year, no, but uh, this year will be my first time. I nice. do have something worked out that I'm going to be doing, but I 
and haven't revealed what it's going to be yet mm-hmm. because it's, it's a silly idea. Um, it's something fun that I want to do for me. And, um, you know, you, uh, you might not be able to recognize me when I'm there and I kind of <laughs> like it that way. So I'm not telling anybody what it is. If they figure it out, you figure it out. But, um, yeah, this will be my first year doing anything. Oh, that's of awesome. That sort. The first time is always the best. I was actually going to do something this year and actually something that Heather and I have talked about, which we were thinking of doing this year, but, um, it wasn't the right time for it. And I decided I'm, I'm, I'm going to, uh, I'm getting a tattoo in Vegas this year. So I'm very <laughs> excited about that. So I'm concentrating on that instead of this, but we're looking at next year. So next year may be my first cosplay. So I'm looking All forward right. to that. Yeah. I'm going to hold you to it. I just need to get the abs. Uh, I got to. Okay. Yeah, I gotta get the STLV bod uh, to a certain point before I feel confident enough to do the cosplay we've been talking about. And I will say right here <laughs> for everyone, I will be doing it for you. So we are Yay. on. Yes. Okay. Yay! I will uh, take photos. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be the guy behind the camera. How's that sound? <laughs> Hey, Jeff, so the third birthday of the Tricorder Transmissions is coming up during STLV. And yep. are you guys celebrating? Do you have anything special planned? Yeah, it looks like we're trying to put something together for the that Thursday night, which is the 4th of August, which is the anniversary of the release of our first episode that came out in 2013. Uh, we are putting together – we have an event on Facebook that we've uh, – that Heather – put together and we're not quite sure where in the real we're going to have it yet but we are going to have some cake and some champagne and stuff and all of our shore leave hosts and tricorder hosts are going to be in attendance as well as a bunch of our listeners uh, larry nemacek is going to be stopping by and uh, hopefully another surprise guest who uh, we can't reveal just yet but uh, hopefully she'll be <laughs> attending as well and uh, I think we may have it at Quarks just to make it accessible to everybody because if you have it in a room somewhere, people who aren't staying at the Rio can't get up there. So that may not work out. So I think we're looking to have it at, at Quarks or maybe at the Masquerade, but that might be too crowded. What do you think, Heather? Yeah, we'll figure it out when we get there, I think, is what we've come to. We just want to have a nice accessible spot that won't be too loud. Um so we will keep everyone updated. We'll probably scout it out that first day and have the location up by the end of the night. You know, Heather's making me give a speech. Oh, I think you should. <laughs> I, excellent. We'll FaceTime that live. Yeah, periscope me. Face FaceTime it live. <laughs> yeah, Jeff, I have to say you're you're becoming the king of the major market tees on this show, and you're deposing me. You've got like three. Well, we'll tell you about it at the convention, kind of things. You've got a lot going on there, man. We, we do. And, you know, lately the, the tricorder transmissions has been having a lot of, um, surprise things that have just been popping up that surprise us. Uh-huh. Uh, things that have been unplanned. Um, you know, I think there's been some friends of ours who've been working behind the scenes to help us, uh, line up some really awesome guests and, and awesome firsts for the show. And, and I appreciate everyone's help and on all of this. And Heather's also been fantastic at lining up some of these guests and uh, she just has a way about her that she's able to convince these people to come on the show. <laughs> I don't know how she does it. I've never been that successful at it, but whatever her secrets are, Heather, keep them to yourself. Don't, don't spread them around. <laughs> Save okay. them for us. 
Whatever okay. you do, whatever you do, Jeff, don't get in the habit, which we've seen happen recently, where you tease us with something and then you never tell us what it is because that's happened before and we don't want to have that happen with oh, you guys. Oh, well, I know what you're talking about. <laughs> I know exactly what you're talking about and I admit there's one thing that, that I teased a while ago and um, there's a third party involved who was supposed to give the thumbs up when I could release it and they have failed to respond to me for weeks and weeks and weeks. So. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's what's been holding it up. It's been ready to go. and um, I totally wasn't even talking about that, but that's okay. <laughs> okay. Well, I thought that's what you were talking about. No, no. Well, <laughs> I thought I've delivered on all the other ones. Yeah, no kidding, Dan. Lighten up. God. <laughs> oh, my God. I came on to be assaulted. <laughs> well, um, you know, we're having a meetup for our Camp Kittimer group at uh, the Guy nice. Fieri restaurant on a Wednesday night. It's very informal. You guys should come by. Because Dan is going to be engaging in a little non-Star Trek cosplay. Yeah, oh, he's right. in Guy Fieri? Yeah. yeah. Yes. I guess nice. what I'm going to be doing is I'm going to be down there. And we're going to be talking about things. <laughs> we're going to have some coconut burritos. It's going to be a great time. Come on down on Triple D. Wait <laughs> for town. <laughs> it's, uh, it should be interesting. And I have Bill's wife to thank for it. That's so, true. Uh, thanks, Bill's wife. <laughs> she, she went out and bought all the accoutrement and outfitted Dan with his costume, and we surprised him with it a couple of weeks ago when he was up. And uh, it is hilarious. Nice. I saw the photos, and they were awesome. I and I'm already I'm planning to be there because I want to eat tacos. <laughs> oh, who doesn't love tacos? Tacos are awesome. Jeff. <laughs> uh, yeah, you Jeff, can still show up, Jeff. Jeff, why do you I'll hate America? <laughs> Wait a minute, tacos aren't American. <laughs> North America. Wait a minute, what's going on here? <laughs> Hamburgers are American. <laughs> well, well, guys, I think we got one more question for you, and that okay. is um, for both of you, of course. Aside from getting together with everyone, which we are so much looking forward to, what are you guys looking forward to the most? at this 50th anniversary convention? Is it a particular panel, a particular guest star, any type of event that you know is going on? What is really getting you excited about uh, three weeks from now? Oh, who wants to go first, Jeff? <laughs> Mine is very short and very simple. Two words, Sherry Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> Sherry has not, she's canceled out of the last two cons for medical reasons, and I've been dying to meet Sherry Jackson um, Andrea is my TOS girl mm -hmm. uh, crush. I, I, oh, I've yeah. always had a thing for Andrea. So I've, I've been dying to meet her. I know the guys in five-year mission have too. And we've all been planning to have a group picture with her for the last two cons. And it just hasn't happened because she unfortunately had, had been sick and um, yeah, hopefully she's well enough to come this year. She's on the guest list. We're keeping our fingers crossed. Awesome. Okay. Um, so mine is probably getting together my Pride cosplay group. I don't know which day we're going to do it yet. I wish the creation would give us a schedule more than like two days in advance uh, because it's difficult to organize events when you don't know what the schedule is. Right. But we will do that. Um, it's it's nothing I've ever seen before at, at the convention. And, you know, it's... Uh, I was a little worried about how it would be received from some people. Thankfully, everyone has been super supportive. I just felt after what happened in Orlando that it was something I wanted to, to do. Um, 
there are a lot of friends in the community that come to the convention and I just wanted to do a cosplay to show solidarity and support. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got all the little pieces coming together for mine and I'm just really excited. It's, we've got a lot of people interested in doing it. Um, so I hope it's received well. I can't imagine that it wouldn't be. Um, but I'm, I'm really, I'm really proud at the outpouring of support. And so I'm proud to gather as a group. I'm looking forward to seeing it. It's really a shame that something that happened in Orlando was, as has been what, in my opinion, is what now is the crux of this massive outpouring of acceptance. It took something like that to finally get it to where it needs to be. And I'm really looking forward to see what you put together with this. It's going to be awesome. I'll be putting a billion pictures up on the website about it. Yay. Thank you so much. So, uh, so guys, where can people keep up with you on social media? Jeff, perhaps we'll start with you. How might people stalk you? <laughs> oh, that's, that's an easy one. So if you want to stalk me personally, you can find me on Twitter at J underscore Benj. That's J underscore B-E-N-J. Uh, if you want to look up more information about the tricorder transmissions, there's a whole bunch of places to go. You can go to tricordertransmissions.com. We are facebook.com slash the tricorder transmissions and TTT underscore pod on Twitter. We're all over the place. And I know we have uh, another Twitter handle, but Heather is the ruler of that one. So I'll, I'll let her do that. Oh, I gave you access to it too. <laughs> um, so we, it, it's a funny story. When, when we made the, the shore leave t-shirts, we accidentally put an at sign instead of a hashtag in front of STLV. And I thought, Oh, I caught that and I was like, well, let's go see if the Twitter handle is available. And it was. So I grabbed at S- at STLB50. Um, and we're going to be using that during the convention to tweet, um, all sorts of things, pictures, information, what's going on, where I think we're going to try to figure out how to get it to like auto tweet the STLB tag. Maybe I don't know. Nice. Um, so at STLB50 and then I am sketching Venus on Twitter. And Heather Barker on Facebook, and I admin the unofficial. <laughs> Gosh, guys, this Come is on. terrible. Come on, Las Vegas Star Trek convention. <laughs> I think that's what it's called. <laughs> I love the question mark voice there. That was good. It's, <laughs> when I've got it in front of me, it's helpful. I just get it all confused. Um, but I, I admin that <laughs> That's easy. Ah. <laughs> uh, so I'm there, and we love to add people to our group. Um, so feel free to join. But I make sure that you like Star Trek. I have to be able to tell that you like Star Trek to let you in. <laughs> Absolutely. So I've got to, can I, cl- I got to say this one last little thing. Yeah. Um, it was really cool. A couple weeks ago, I got to have coffee with some of our Trek geeks family. Um, I, I, like I said, when we started this, you guys are my favorite podcast. I love listening to you. I followed you now for a very long time. Um, and uh, there's a history of being in Colorado here and some, some of our, our Trek Geeks family members are here in Colorado and it was just really fun to get together with Aaron and Chris and talk about Trek Geeks, talk about the convention, talk about podcasting. Um, so I just wanted to give a shout out to them and just, it's, it, it made me feel really warm and fuzzy that I got to be with a Trek Geeks family specifically <laughs> And I can't wait to see you guys. You're going to get huge hugs. I can't wait to spend a little bit more time with you this year yeah. um, than previous years. So that is that is one of the really big highlights for me. 
well, whatever Mumps said about me is not true, A. And B, mm. no selfies at all. It never happened. <laughs> did it? It really never next, did. <laughs> next time we'll get them. And everyone only had wonderful things to say about you guys. Well, thank you very much. I got to tell you, uh, Jeff Hewlett, Heather Barker, Heather, the original Trek Geeks girl, I got to say. <laughs> Um, we are so happy that you guys could join us tonight to talk about Vegas. We love you guys. We love everything that you're doing over there on shore leave. We love tricorder transmissions. We can't wait to see you in a few weeks. I'm so excited and I'm sure Bill is too. Thank you both very much for joining us for this special, uh, Vegas episode. Oh man. Our pleasure. It's been a, a lot of fun and we, I want, I want to tell you guys that, uh, I really appreciate all of the support that you've given to the tricorder transmissions. Uh, for the last year, I, I really appreciate you guys putting out promos for us and, and, and really pumping our show. It's been awesome and, and we really love the cross promotion. You guys are really great and, uh, thank you. That's all I can say. Uh, it's, Hello. it's our pleasure, believe me. And, uh, what's, it's just the, the start of even better things to come in the years ahead. Oh, heck yeah. We got tons of stuff to do and I can't wait to see you guys at STLV and I, maybe we can do some recording together while we're there. <gasps> Yay! <laughs> That's going to happen. Done and done. Yay! Dan, I don't know about you, but it is going to be so great to see Heather again and to finally meet Jeff. I'm so Like I said, I am so excited. I think I'm more excited for the getting together with the people than I am for a lot of the convention parts like yeah. the, the stage and and stuff like that i just can't wait to see these people i've been looking forward to it for so long finally getting to meet jeff and and of course seeing heather again they're like our favorites and and just hanging out with people punching champion in the mouth all the good stuff i just can't wait did i say that wow <laughs> well i thought i was the one with the restraining order but well, you've got a stop. present coming your way from clark county buddy it's going to be so great. What a fun conversation with those two also. Oh, it's going to be a great time. We can't thank them enough for coming on. And, well, I, I can only imagine the trouble we're going to, going, going to get into once we're there. With Tribbles. Just shut Tribble. up. Okay. Just, just shut right. up. I'm sorry. Yes, yeah, shut up. Right. Next segment. <laughs> <laughs> so, Dan, another new iTunes subscribe and review period has begun. Mm-hmm. We had our first winner in John from Cincinnati, and he has already put his $25 Amazon gift card to use. What did he get? He got a, uh, I believe it was an MP3 player of some kind. Nice. So he can listen to these here podcasts. I had not thought about it that way, but sure. (laughs) There you go. That is awesome. Congratulations, John. That's uh, awesome. Thank you for the review. And we are looking forward to more and more reviews come in. Uh, iTunes.trekgeeks.com if you want to subscribe. And also you can go to googleplay.trekgeeks.com on your Android device, like the one that I am holding in my hand because I am now an Android person, Bill. Wow. Does that mean you come with unlimited data? I I don't think so. See See what I did there? I don't want to even get, I'm not even. Data's an Android? I'm not doing it. Oh, okay. No. Wait, so you, the guy who makes all the farkisms, isn't going to go for a pun? You want to start doing dataisms on the show? You go right ahead. Okay. (laughs) Well, Dan, um, we probably should thank 
the aforementioned five-year mission. Your house band for STLV 2016. We'll Wait, see them what? in two weeks. Get the Febreze, baby. Yeah. <laughs> or the Fark Breeze, as you oh, like to call it. Oh, my I, God. I did not. Uh, no, not yet. I'm not you did before. <laughs> I'm not doing it tonight, though. You're not. We... um. We love their music. They're doing an original song for each episode of the original Star Trek. Yeah. They've got so many albums out right now, whether it's year one, year two, year three. Spock's Brain. Yes. Which we love. Yes. And just please go out to fiveyearmission.net. Just get them all. Just- the other day, they tweeted that they were working on one from Michael Dorn. They were practicing it for when he's on stage. Yeah? Yeah. <laughs> Michael Dorn. He's going to be at Star Trek, you know. Who's not going to be there? That's really the question at this point. I know, but I, I got to get back to to uh, to five year mission for just a second. Yeah, I was I pulled out my alternate universe, the original series TV guide the other night, dude. You know how I got that because all my weird episodes are in that alternate universe. Yeah, and this is I'm going to read you what the entry is for this episode that I watched. I can hardly wait. <laughs> yeah, it's, 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 this is good. One of the most beloved of the original series, it says. A red shirt goober goes back in time and stops his friend who alters history by jumping through a giant snare drum. He then falls in love with some hussy who has to die in order for five-year mission to become reality. It is the city on the edge of Fark Ever. <sighs> Hi, buddy. Oh. Fark, nope. Fark, I'm sorry. He's out of control now. There's nothing I can do. Once the genie was uncorked, I I tried to make my three wishes so he'd go away, and it didn't work. He just keeps only... popping up with that stupid look on his face. I thought it was only going to be for 79 episodes. I'm going to do it for every episode of every single series. we got 770-something of these beauties to go through. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> Dan, why don't you tell us what's coming up next week on this here podcast? Next week? Huh. Finally, the wait is over. Shall we begin? It is Star Trek Beyond. Our review, our thoughts, and be warned now, there will be spoilers. There will be nothing but spoilers. So there will be plenty of spoiler tags. We'll warn you in the show notes and in the episode itself. But we are going to talk about everything that happens in Star Trek Beyond. I'm going to see it Thursday night, the 21st, in IMAX 3D. Mm -hmm. And I hear that you're finally going to see a movie at the same time as me instead of waiting for two weeks. I am. I was going to wait, but... uh with um, the trip that I talked about earlier, about my wife and daughter heading off to school, we're going to take the whole family, and we're going Thursday night as well. So finally, you can't rub it in my face no more. I still will. You will, and I will not take it. <laughs> <laughs> you will, and you'll like it. <laughs> uh, yes, sir. So next week, Star Trek Beyond, I guess we'll call it the review. We yes. will have a special supplemental dropping probably on Friday with the audio from the Star Trek Beyond Press Junket, our friends at treknews.net, uh, just so great to us. They got us the audio, and you know, you'll know you hear answers to all the questions at the, at the press conference following the screening. It's, it's a 
chaired by uh, Scott Mance from Access mm-hmm. Hollywood. Big trekker. Yeah, oh, big time trekkie. Yep. And some of the audio is pretty funny, too, because the cast kind of gives him grief when he starts bringing up the original series and, and <laughs> trivia. It's kind of funny, but we'll drop that supplemental in the feed for everybody later this week. So for more great Star Trek discussion, of course, you can check out our friends that you heard earlier on this very podcast at the Tricorder Transmissions online at thetricordertransmissions.com. And for all the latest news on everything Star Trek and the galaxy, please visit treknews.net. For now, this has been episode 68 of Trek Geeks, a Star Trek podcast. Live long and prosper. So take a shot, take a shot with me. Coconut shots at STLV. Please? Hi, doggies. Hi, doggie. Doggie, 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 doggie. I see a tail wagging. And I see that blue light on your microphone. And I hear you ranting and raving in the background. Only partially. Oh, my God, you're taking forever. Just get over it. Come on. Yeah, but you do a great podcast, even if you are a dummy. All right, well, I'm figuring this out here. I'll put my these headsets back on, but then I'll... Oh, welcome back. Hi, did you hear me? Could you hear uh, me talking to you? Not the whole time. Good. Cause I was it saying, sounded like you were just ranting and raving about things. I was ranting at your face. Talking about you and your insidiousness. <laughs> right. By the way, genius, is the sound on your phone off? Yes, it is. I put it. I took care of that before I. Uh, right when I sat down to work on my album cover twenty minutes ago, so it's been off for a while. So you can just put your smugness back in your back pocket and sit on it, Potsy. <laughs> sit on it, Potsy. <laughs> so, Toyota of Nashua, oh while you're doing that. Yeah. So I'm there. I go back there after I have lunch with my wife because I had her car for a little bit so I could putz around town and, like, go to the driving range. Yep. And uh, it gets to be about 2.30-ish. And I walk up to the counter and I said, hey, could I get a status? He goes, yeah, we had to order a blower motor. <laughs> And I'm like, we couldn't have done this before the four other times I was here for this. Well, yeah, that video you provided was really kind of interesting. Oh, my goodness.
I'm having some trouble here. <laughs> Just with a lot of things. <laughs> I can't open this thing. What is it? It's a it's another set of headsets that I can hopefully plug in. They're just um they're just buds, but I'll plug them into the jack and see if they hey work. Hey bud. Hi buddy. There we go. It sounds like you just shattered it into a <laughs> gajillion pieces. A gajillion. That's a great word. Let me see. Do I have a headset jack? Oh, there it is. There it is. We'll see if this works. Because you know it's a, you know I want to make you happy because you know oh, oh boy what was that. <laughs> went flying. I don't know what it is. I don't care. Apparently. Don't care, mister. All right, I'm going to take these headphones off and see what we got. Unplug them. I know. Thank you. Vince, I've only had to tell you six weeks in a row. Can you hear me now? Prick. Oh, wait a minute. The microphone's still plugged in. <laughs> I get it. Yeah, you idiot. All right, talk to me. Nothing. Not a damn thing. <laughs> That's because I didn't say anything, you moron. La 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 la. How about now? I can't hear you though, so that's good. I'm thinking. Do you have it plugged into the right thing? 